0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Today is Thursday, July 29th. Don't you love that little opening um, song right there? I've gotten a lot of compliments recently about that song and how funky it is. And you know, it's, it's it's a good song. I think you know all credit to Epidemic Sound for letting me use that after I paid money. But anyway, it's another day, another podcast, another Thursday. And another thing that I didn't really know was a thing until this this week, actually. I mean, like, maybe four days ago, I think, was uh, this thing, this made-up thing that I thought that was... I didn't even think that it could be possible, but it turns out it is. It's called Christmas in July. And the reason I heard about this was because, I mean, I'm walking out of, you know, down the living room and all that, and my sister's got playing a Christmas movie. And I'm like, what are you doing? It is July. She's like, have you not heard of Christmas in July? I was like, no. What is that? It's the midway point of the year in July, like the midway point to Christmas. So I'm like, what? What? So do you? What do you do? Like, I'm I'm assuming like that you do like Christmassy things. But then I was like, wait a minute. I went on Twitter. And I saw more stuff about it. I saw people actually, like, linking sales for a Christmas in July sale. And, and I was just like, what? How much more can we make a holiday more and more annoying? You know, I used to really enjoy Christmas for what it was. The day after Thanksgiving, you got ready for Christmas. But then it became... November, you you start getting ready for Christmas. Not even, even before Thanksgiving. And then it got to October, you already had Christmas decorations up. I'm like, no. Wait, hold on a second. We still got to get through Halloween and Thanksgiving. And now I hear about Christmas in July? Why do we keep doing this? Are we that bored? Do we just got to make a new holiday a new day for everything today is by the way international intern day on twitter i saw that today i was like what what we need a day to 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 celebrate the most hated people in the office the interns i mean i mean i guess they're kind of you know a godsend right who's going to get your coffee who's going to run errands who's going to print out the papers They're kind of a godsend in that way, but it's like, everybody's got a day now. Everybody's got a day. Earth has a day. There's Earth Day. You know what I do on Earth Day? I sip my water out of my nice, hopefully Earth-friendly hydro flask. Gulp, gulp of H2O. Happy Earth Day. Intern day, my God, what do you do on that? You say, no, you don't gotta get me coffee this morning. Thank you, I'm good. It's intern day. Have a nice day. You take the day off, it's intern day. You pass out flowers like, all my interns, here you go, here's a flower, here's some candy. Have a good intern day, but tomorrow you're back at it again. Don't just, don't get too comfortable. It's it's just silly. These made-up days and holidays... You can probably Google one, like, tomorrow. It's gonna be, like, National Paper Day. Don't use paper. Or National Toothpaste Day. You know, make sure to brush well enough. Or National, I don't know, uh, Recycling Day. Make sure you recycle on this day in particular. Like, no, bitch, how about I recycle every day? Why do we gotta dedicate a day to that one thing? It was like my rant about fucking valentine's day why is love only binded to one day like true passionate love it's like what are we doing we got flag day like really why i get it being patriotic and all that but it's all right cool we just dedicated we already have the fourth of july which i i enjoy i love now we need flag day I mean, that one might have been a while, like around for a while. It's not like intern day where I just heard about that today. Donut day. No Good, another reason for us to just eat donuts and get fatter. Really. I want to know when pizza day is. I mean, give me that day and, and every day. But again, I can eat pizza any day of the week. Whenever I want, basically. If the companies like Little Caesars and Pizza Hut and Domino's don't offer discounts on pizza day, what's the point? What is the point? Just uh, just the incentive to go buy a pizza? That way all the pizza companies are like, oh yeah, it's pizza day. We're going to cash in today, boys. Is that the reason? I don't know. It's just silly to me. Christmas in July? Who who would even think of that? Whose idea was like, you know what? It's halfway through Christmas. I'm feeling a little jolly today. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling jolly. Like, probably somebody who has like a, a Christmas uh, countdown calendar thing. Put on their wall a shrine of this many days until Christmas. I can't wait. Like, Jesus Christ, just let it go. You're not five anymore. You don't got to count the days down till you see Santa again. What are you? What's the matter with you? It's just a holiday. You know, in some cases, those holidays are the worst times of year for some people. So acknowledging that is like, oh, no, we got Christmas coming up. I hate Christmas. Not that I'm, I'm not saying that I hate it, but it's getting to the point where it's like, ugh. Getting closer to Christmas nowadays, people are gonna get all happy and shit about a present or a gift or whatever. Like it's like, come on. I enjoy the family. Don't get me wrong. I love that, the festivities and all that. It's it's all fun. But this whole thing, the the, again, the first time I've ever I'm ever ever hearing Christmas in July. Dear God. What have we? What's gonna be next? you know, halfway to Easter, where's, where's, where's Thanksgiving in June? Why doesn't, why doesn't Thanksgiving get a, a midway point holiday as well, or recognition? You know, I want to eat turkey dinner in June. That would be sick. That'd be awesome. I should just start doing that because it's just, you know, that's what I like. I might be in the minority on this, but, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's a possibility. It could happen. Something that was also kind of silly and stupid that I've been noticing on on Twitter, and mainly Twitter, and I I don't know what it is about it, but I don't know, like, what's up with these signs. Like, like you, I think they're called, like, astronomy signs or astrology or something like that something about the stars and the planets aligning, some bullshit like that where wherever month you're born in, you align with this rock or diamond or something, and it's like you're either a a, a turtle or a tortoise or whatever it's called, a a lion, something like that. I don't know. I think it's Leo. Yeah, yeah, Leo. You're something like that. And the thing is, like, some people on Twitter will, like, just actually, like, tweet these or re- retweet things about, like, Oh, well, I'm a this, or I'm a that, I can't do that, or this, or I'm not associated with that, or I can't date this, or marry a person like this. It's like, what in the fuck? What is up with that? You're going to let the stars and all that determine, like, your personality and who you date and who you can't date? Jesus Christ, I thought it was just looks. I don't want to have to compete with the stars and the cosmos of... Who I'm compatible with? What is that? What is that? And it's it's it is some of the most embarrassing things that I've ever seen. Like they actually think that that is gonna help them achieve a love life. Who who, who they who they are, or what the stars say? Like what is that? I don't understand it. I don't get it. And it was it was worse because. Some people that I follow on Twitter, that's all they tweet. Or that's all they can think of about every day. Oh, I'm a Leo. I'm a tortoise. I think another one is like a Cancer or something like that. Or or Gemini. I think it's a Gemini. Yeah, that's one. A Gemini. Like, who gives a shit? I'm Alex. I am me. I'm not going to let the planets dictate who I am. Or when I was born. Like, that is just some of the silliest things to think about. And, like, I think that has to do with, like, horoscope and all that. And I've never really been into that. I never really dug into what that even meant or what that was. So just seeing, like, actual uh, adults tweeting about that. And I, I know it is Twitter, and it should be about having fun and all that. But at some point, it's just like, oh, my God. If they actually talk about this in real life, oh, boy. I mean talk about just like letting not even living or, or being who you are because of again a silly stupid rock or label thing that you think is you know and all be all of your personality or your your compatibility like that is just so silly and dumb I can't even wrap my head around it it's like oh I was born on this month I can only I can only eat this type of food it, it, not, it's not like that, but it's it's just, it's that silly, again, I looked at, I looked into it, and what it's all about, and, like, there was actually, you know, <laughs> they actually have on the internet, like, you're compatible with this other sign, or this other zodiac, or whoever, and it's like, wh- what, what, what this can't, what is the basis, like, of the research on this, I didn't look it up, because I, I, I couldn't give two shits, but, like, who actually took the time to research this and actually make some sense out of it? It's kind of like those personality tests. You know, it's like, I remember I did that on my previous podcast with my buddies and I was just like, those tests are so annoying. There's always got to be so many options like a neutral, agree, strongly agree, very strongly agree. All the way to disagree, strongly disagree, and then very strongly disagree. It's like, oh, what the fuck? If I agree, like, I agree, but I'm not going to put the level of my agreement. I mean, I guess there's some questions you can, but others are, like, just like, okay, whatever. Like, and it just, it matches you up, and it, it's just, it's so bizarre and stupid. Like, it's just like, what, why, who made this? Who would want to make this? I bet you it was somebody who couldn't get a date. Somebody who just couldn't, like, meet new people. Maybe somebody who just wasn't, didn't have many friends is like, well, who do I hang out with and make made this stupid list or this dumb test? That is, and there's a countless amount of them. There's so many of them. I remember even back in the day when I used Facebook. You could, like, go on to, like, do some stupid quiz of, like, oh, which Disney character are you? It's kind of like that, but it's, like, more on a personal level of your actual self, more like for adults. But it's like, what does that have to do, like, with anything? Like, and also, how much does that influence your you in the future, what you do next? I mean, it's just bizarre to me. Like, if I got matched up with, you know, in Disney characters, like, what if I took a test... And I was considered or, or categorized like this, as the same character personality as, you know, Simba. I mean, I would think that, yeah, I'm cool, yeah, Simba's tight. He became the king of the jungle. His, his daddy died and he rose up and became the king of the jungle. But what if he got matched up with Scar? Or Jafar? You'd be like, oh shit, well I guess I better change my ways. I don't want to be like Scar or Jafar. And then it gets into your fucking head, and you're like, "Oh shit, I've got the scar tendencies." No, I don't want to be like Jafar. I better change my behavior. <laughs> that test really showed me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, and, and, and the reason why they're dumb is also because it's it's just so many people do them and share it, tell their friends. It's like, well, I'm this. Well, I'm that. Bullshit. You know who you are. Come on. You don't need any test or any free online quiz to diagnose you of your personality. So I can never go to online to do anything medical because all that information is free and just out there. Like, oh what, doc, what kind of personality do I have? Or what kind of Mental issues do I have? Oh, will take this test online. No, don't ever do that. You got to pay for that kind of diagnosis. Come on, man. Especially, and even if it like goes to the same, like I thought one day that I just had like, I thought I had one time I had like tuberculosis or like bronchitis. No, it was bronchitis because I was coughing so much stuff out. And you would Google such this, you know, like bronchitis symptoms. And then it would pop up like so many other symptoms of like the common cold with the flu and you get all fucking dazed in your brain and you're like, oh, what do I got? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to have this. And It's like, it's so, it's just, it's stupid. Basically, it's the same thing. It's like, it gets you to think that you're something else than you already are. And it's just, it's just really dumb. And it's just like, there's a lot of people though that base their whole personality on that sign on that test, quiz, whatever, the, the Zodiac thing, and it's just, I don't know, man. If you didn't know that, what you were, does that really, I mean, it does it really change how you behave, really? If you read that you're, you know, a, a cancer or a, a tortoise, are you going to be like, oh, I don't want to be that, I want to be this, oh, but I was born between these dates, oh, well, I guess I'm that forever. I'm like, no, that's just stupid. It's really, really dumb. And people just run with it and they're like well I guess I'm this and I gotta find one of these to date and no my god it is so silly it's just it's silly and you know what also is silly is celebrity love celebrity love has got to be one of the most fakest phoniest loves of all time and it just got even stronger that that claim got even stronger this week maybe last week than ever bef- ever before. Now if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm gonna lay it on to you pretty quickly. I think so. So if you don't know I I, I I'm not a gigantic fan of celebrity couples. I don't give a shit I I, I mean I see them as together. I don't know them personally, so I can't be like, oh, they shouldn't be together, or they should be with this person, or this person should not be with that person. I have no idea, right? I'm not their friend. I'm not their, you know, co-worker. I don't know them at all, and none of us really do. Unless you actually do, you know, nobody really knows the other person, those people, all right? So I think we can be kind of clear on that. So, I mean, like, when the news broke that... Jennifer Lopez got back together with Ben Affleck. Now, I'm a child of the 90s, right? But I remember glimpsing a little bit back when I was a kid Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez being together around the 2003-2004 years. Now, I don't know how long they dated, but I know that they I knew that they were together and growing up just reassured that yes, they were a thing and now they're back together. Now, if you don't know, Jennifer Lopez dated Alex Rodriguez, former New York Yankee, former steroid user, former baseball player, now turned a baseball analyst for Fox Sports and ESPN. So, and I was, you know, I wasn't like mad about that couple. You know, I have always kind of, you know, had a bit of a sour spot for A-Rod and I, and I thought Jennifer Lopez was, I mean, gorgeous. She still is to this day. But, um... They never really bothered me as a couple, really. I mean, you would see some other posts. Um, a Rod did his like kind of like his own little company thing, like the A Rod Core with Big Cat, and it was it was cool. And you got a, kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of A Rod's personality and his life with J Lo. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing him. He seems like a genuinely nice dude like he doesn't seem like all that you know celebrity like he's not very Hollywood obviously he wasn't an actor he was a baseball player but she's a singer she's an actress she's in you know movies music videos and all that she's a well-established um Hollywood figure right so you would get a little bit of a glimpse of their daily lives on Instagram Twitter social media they looked cute as a button cute as a button and they were going to get married. They've been engaged for a couple, maybe a year. They've been like dating for like three, I believe, at that time. They've been together for a while. And I always thought that, yeah, they're going to get married. It's a nice couple. Like I said, cute as a button. Cute, cute couple. I dug it. I liked it. I enjoyed that. They seemed real in my eyes. Then things turned for the worst you hear rumbles about them not getting along not being together anymore maybe taking some time off the engagement was put on hold again they were engaged to get married but that was put on hold and they were like thinking like oh what's going to happen now in my mind when i think when i see engagement put on hold in a celebrity couple it, i just think i assume that it's pretty much over and that could be my ignorant uh, peasant brain or my ignorant self for thinking that 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 there's no possibility of no possible way that they could you know hash things up and get back together eventually the news came out that they broke up officially no longer going forward with the engagement not going to get married and they're going to go their separate ways now it was it was sad but also funny when a-rod posted a video it was like a short Instagram video, I think it was a story, but it was like a... He was playing in the background, Fix You by Coldplay, a really sad song by Coldplay. Going through all these photos and zooming in on them with J-Lo and him and his kids. And by the way, they both had two kids and they were getting along pretty well. And they actually were, you know, you could actually see them be a big family. It was It was nice. Again, it was cute. And you could tell that he was so bummed out and sad and it was just, you know, it was sad. It was a sad thing. Like, love is dead. That feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you thought you had it. You saw it in a glimpse of celebrities. Like, oh, love is real. It's going to happen. And then, poof, it's gone. And then shortly after, I I don't know the exact date, but I was very surprised when I saw, like, a headline and then a picture of Jennifer Lopez in a car with Ben Affleck. Now, I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan in the, his movies. I enjoy his movies. I enjoyed his Batman. I enjoyed uh, The Town. I enjoyed Argo. I enjoyed, uh, even back when he was a bad actor in Pearl Harbor, I enjoyed that. I never saw Daredevil, thank God. I heard that was bad, but I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ben Affleck. So, I'm thinking like, okay, this is kind of weird, Seeing them get back together. I'm like, well, they, I mean, they did break up. Obviously it didn't work then. What what's gonna what's gonna make sure what what am I what am I gonna see that's gonna assure me that it's gonna work now? And then after a while, they you see more photos of them popping up together, holding hands, kissing, and immediately I'm like, okay. Maybe she didn't love A-Rod. Maybe something happened, maybe he's something that he did. Who knows? but it seems like she's getting it over it pretty quickly with Ben Affleck meanwhile Arod is still sobbing and in, in in sorrow for this <laughs> so i'm thinking like okay maybe she just maybe she ended it more than, like she wanted to end it more than Arod who knows i mean like i'm just assuming by the by the post and what the evidence is and then not too long ago like maybe this week i can't remember the exact date but you see them on the yacht, and Ben Affleck has his hand full of JLo ass, full of it. And it's and like they're clearly, you know, in love. What it looks like, and she even posts on Instagram, you know, her at fifty-two looking stunning as ever. And at the end of the the the, the roll of pictures, is you get her hugging Ben Affleck, like assuring that they're a couple again. And then it's like, oh no. How could this be? And then a couple days ago, I think you saw, I saw a picture of her wearing a necklace that said Ben on it. Now, I read up that he gave it to her, but now she's wearing it, and everybody's shooting the pictures of it, the paparazzi, posting the photos on websites and all that, tabloids, and then you see it, and it's like, to me, it comes across as one of the biggest phony couples of all time. Now, I could be completely wrong on this, and I might be, but from what I'm seeing, it just seems like it's a, like clearly, clearly an act of uh, we need eyes on us right now. And let's just do whatever we can to get them on us. She dumps A Rod, or they dump each other. She gets back with Ben Affleck, who they previously dated. And now they're like in love again, magically. I, I mean, like, did they break up? Like, were they, did they still have something there? Back then, I have no idea. But it seems like the way she is showing it off. Now, Ben hasn't been showing it off as much on, you know, social media, I don't think. You know, I could be wrong. But what I've seen from JLo's los post and Ben Affleck's post, they haven't been really, you know, showing their uh, relationship as much um, from his point of view. Like if you go to his Instagram, yeah, there's like not really much of any of JLo lo at all. It's just like, you know, movies, charity and all that, you know, his kids. But if you go to J-Lo, it's a different story. See, J-Lo, again, uh, you know, shocked the world with that post on her 52nd birthday. Like, oh, yeah, we're back together, basically, hugging and kissing. So she's making a staple, a statement to the public, like, yeah, we're back together. But I remember it was weird because she was on, I believe, the Today Show or like some kind of NBC news show where she was asked by Hoda Kotb are you guys together? And she's like, she kind of played it off smoothly. Like I'll tell you later, next question or whatever, something like that along the lines of that. But it was smooth and all that, like not ready to reveal the news yet, but now obviously it's not public. And it just, to me, it seems so fake. It really does seem fake. Like it doesn't seem like it's real love. And I guess that's what I, you know, I should expect nowadays with Hollywood is that it kind of can't be real love. Because not only are these people actors and actresses, they're good at not playing themselves. And maybe, it's just, this is just a full-on speculation of this. Because it just seems so bizarre that this is actually, you know, happening. Is that they just, they're doing it as an acting thing. Like an acting gig to, like, get people to talk about them. You know, kissing and hugging and all that. And Ben grabbing ass. And it's just, it just seems so fake. It just seems manufactured and fake, and trying to create publicity and all that. And maybe I should have been, you know, seen that coming. But it just seemed, again, the 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 time framing between a Rod and Ben is just oh my god. The necklace with Ben on it, I mean, dear God, how much more of a play can you make? How much more of an act is this? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know what people are saying, if they agree with me. I've heard a couple people say, like, they also believe it's fake. Some people say it's dead. Love is dead. I mean, in this case, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's strong. I mean, like, it just seems... It doesn't seem real. It seems very Hollywood and very manufactured. And I guess at the end of the day, we should have, been, we should have seen this coming. I mean, I don't know. Not everybody in Hollywood is what they say all the time. I mean, sure, you get some people, like... I don't know. I mean, Will Smith seems like he's been the same since forever. He seems like it. I mean I'm just saying that because I'm a big Will Smith fan and of his dating life and all that, but I just I don't know. I feel like he's been the same type of dude forever. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. And if I'm wrong, I'm okay with that. But it just seems like the whole thing of celebrity couples getting back together and trying it again, you know, I mean one could say like, yeah, they actually love each other and they never really stopped loving each other. Sure. Like, why would it take that long after, you know, dating A-Rod? I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's a mystery. It seems fake. It seems, you know, just absolutely not real. I, I don't know what to say, but just, oh, it's weird. It's, it's, it's also kind of like just funny of how people react to it too. Some people will be like, Oh, they're back together again. Like, if you see, like, some accounts on, like, social media, like, Instagram or Twitter, like, these fan accounts of JLo, they always got her back with everything. It's so odd. Like, they're back together. Yeah, they've always loved each other. Like, really? You believe that? You were just all over A-Rod and J-Lo. What is up with that? And now you're not even going to establish, like, this is just kind of weird? Like, they dated for, like, you know, back then, but now they're dating again. Like, what is this? How do you not see that? It's weird because I always picture, like, a fan account of any, like, you know, person or uh, franchise show. the fan accounts that pe- that are being run by people, right, I imagine that they don't really know that person at all at all. They just kind of like what they're in and they just kind of like make shit up that in their head, like this person would do this or they would love to do that. It's just, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not saying like, it's not like a, it's got a big, it's definitely got a big following, but it's just, I don't know. It just feels like we're making like, you know, stories up in our head and just wishing that they were real. And like, they think that they know the person, but maybe they don't. I mean, I would guess that they don't. It's just, I don't know. Fan accounts are we- are weird. They're super weird um, never really been my thing, to be honest with you, and it's, it's weird because sometimes I get that, like, if I'm talking about, like, a movie or something, right, my fucking phone will be listening, and they will pick it, that up, and put that in the algorithm, and then I'll be fucking screwed, like, I remember one day, right, I was talking with my friends, and they, my, one of my friends has this big, deep obsession, like, an absolute, to the point of, like, just, Why, though, like you question why she loves talking about Hasbula. Now, if you don't know who Hasbula is, he's this small dude who I thought was a baby at one point. Turns out he's not a baby, he's an adult, like an 18 year old, but he's got like some kind of condition which makes him look like a damn baby. So, that was you know, I've never seen that before in my life. So, I thought that he was a baby, but he's not, though. And he apparently, like, he's he fights other small people that look like him, like baby type people and he lives like i i think he's lives in russia but i could be wrong but he's got like this big following of people just liking what he does because he's a small person and he's got like a squeaky ass voice and like people say hasbula do this hasbula do that and it's just like what so i remember i said hasbula a couple times sure enough that pops up on youtube and instagram and i'm like what the fuck this is getting weird not the Hezbollah thing, but the, the listening from my fucking phone. Like, stop listening. You know, like, you have, like, the option to put, like, even more privacy settings on apps like that. And you always put, put like, it's like a thing that's, like, always listening and I always put that fucking off. Because fuck that shit. I don't want to be listened to all the time by my fucking phone. Like, that's just an invasion of privacy. But I know it's just going to get worse nowadays, but it's, like, And that just happened with Hezbollah. So make sure you're being careful what you say around your phone. Because nowadays, I mean, this should be scarier than what I'm making it out to be. Like, it's just weird. But, you know, if you go go to your privacy settings and change that, if you can, I suggest you do it because it's getting weird. I mean, really, really weird. Like, it's not even, like, funny now. It's just, it, it, it is kind of scary. So, yeah. And again, like, the whole Hezbollah thing, I've seen a couple of videos of him. I mean, it's it's cool the first time, but then he's just doing the same old thing, like, saying words in fucking whatever language he speaks and, like, doing, like, you know, fighting, but it's like, okay, whatever. I'm over it. But, you know, good on Hezbollah because I heard, like, recently he was going to do a big old fight, but the other, you know, he wasn't going to get paid his money, but, you know, Hezbollah knows his wor- worth, He's worth a ton of money. So many people, again, just watch that fucker. Just do anything. They'll watch him fucking eat. They'll watch him walk. They'll watch him train. It's insane. I don't get it. Maybe I shouldn't have grown. What is up with that? <laughs> I mean, it sounds very stupid to say, like, maybe I should not have grown. But, like, you know, I I just don't know. I, I just, you know, as Bula, if you're listening to this, I mean... Good on you for making your money, bro. <laughs> Good on you. Uh congratulations. Uh, keep doing what you do. Um, a lot of people watch you, but I I probably won't though, so just saying. Um, yeah. So now I'm I'm gonna break into something like a little bit more of the entertainment side. And it's got not gonna be movies, not gonna be TV really, and even though there was some Big news with Scarlett Johansson, Disney, I didn't really look into that because, I mean, it's it just happened today. There's still details coming out, so I'd rather, you know, be fully prepared on that to, you know, talk about that later, maybe next week when I have, you know, the full details because, again, there was some more stuff coming out as I'm, you know, was preparing for the show, so I'll talk about that maybe next week or so. Maybe. We'll see about that. But it does seem a little bit sketchy from what I can see on the surface of her Want her suing Disney because of the, you know the the the, uh, Disney Plus uh, streaming ability of Black Widow and being on the streaming platform, that is kind of weird to come out right nowadays after the movie's already been out a couple weeks. So that is weird. That is concerning, but I think I'll I'll hold off on that maybe till next week until I can get the full details and read all the articles because a couple came out and then there was an update on it. So I just wanted to be more clear on that before I actually talk about it. So, we're going to move on a bit, take a little pivot to video games. I haven't talked about video games in a while, but I've been, you know, lately in video games, you know, playing them and and doing that. I, I just, I've been super bored of video games lately. I've been super bored with the games that are out right currently. They're just not, you know, hitting it right now. Like, I was talking to my friend earlier this week and he was just kind of done and burnt down a war zone and like I kind of was too but not to the extent that he was and then I played it a couple days later and I was like okay yeah I'm bored I'm really bored like me and my friends just got back into Rocket League which is super fun if you haven't played it um but yeah right now video games is kind of a drought there's nothing really been new out that I've been wanting to play a lot of it has been a backlog of COVID-19 so that's another thing that we gotta you know keep in mind you know um but um Yesterday, Wednesday, was announced that uh you know um Halo Infinite has some gameplay out and has some technical tours. You can see like what the UI is for the for those of you that don't know that's the user interface, the menus, customizations, battle pass, and just the core multiplayer itself. And I have to say, after all of my bitching and all my complaining about Halo Infinite. Yes, I will call it bitching from last year's E3 and all that and it getting delayed. I am very, very impressed of what I've been seeing from Halo Infinite. Extremely, extremely impre- impressed. Number one, what I'll go through is the, the menu itself. I should not be excited about a menu or a UI, but I am. You know why? Because that shit looks amazing. It looks so sleek. It looks so crisp. It looks so good. And it's just... I cannot wait to get my hands on it like I have never seen a menu that clean and that absolutely crisp and wanting for me to play it more than anything in the world I just want to play that right now and it 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 is it looks so good the graphics look really really good too like they have like the ability to see like the gun and like the menus the vehicles in the menus the Spartan designs in the menus and I gotta say man they're looking very very sharp like whatever they did this past year, to you know re uh, not redo it, but like uh, amp it up and and make it look even better, more detailed. I I I mean, I'm all for it. Like I was so happy when to see that that demo, that gameplay. And by the way, the gameplay, the gameplay looked amazing. Like it looked like a blend of of <clears throat> modern Halo Five speed with, like, classic Halo Halo mobility, like, move movements and uh, items and, uh, you know, just the way the map was designed and, like, the way the map felt and looked and the aesthetic, and I was just like, oh, wow, I really like what I'm seeing here. Like, I'm so excited to play it because I know that this week, and I think this weekend, like, people who, like, can test play, like, on the flights or whatever – in the flight program, that they can just, like, they're going to be sent, like, codes to play it, so, like, I know a friend that, one of my friends is going to play it, so, like, that's sick, and that's cool for him, but thank God that they were going to keep this under wraps, and not going to show anybody, because I was actually kind of surprised with how much they showed about Halo Infinite, I was like, oh, wow, this is looking really good, actually, like, I'm really excited, Like I enjoyed the the, the items, the pickups, the weapons look better. They look like they have a better design. Some of the weapons have a better sound. Um, the menu, again, the options that you can have a, in the menu, how you play to change how you play, is through the roof. Like, it looks really, really good. And I just got to say, the multiplayer, from what I can tell, I am super, super impressed. Like, I'm actually applauding a little bit right now to... Uh, 343, like, you took that year that you needed to delay it, and from what I can tell by the graphics, by the way, the looks, the lighting, the gunplay, the movement, I, I mean, I look, I like what you've done, I really do, I gotta say, I can't lie about this, and as much of shit I've been giving you this past couple years, or this past year, I mean, I can't, I gotta eat my words. I gotta eat, put my money where my mouth is. Like, I like what you've done, and I've, I'm enjoying it. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a Halo revival. I think it's gonna be super, super new and fresh, and I just can't wait to play it because honestly, I was impressed. So, hopefully, that it keeps going well, that we don't really get like a, any more delays. Hopefully, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but I hope that we don't. I think we're past the delay part like i i know that it's it's looking good it's looking fresh let's just finish strong and get this game out when it's supposed to come out because i for one the positive feedback of what i've been seeing in the comment section and on reddit is that the the community is looking very up it's looking very positive we feel like we've got halo back a good halo game is going to be on the horizon and that everybody seems unanimously going to play and going to enjoy it. from what i can tell from what i've seen in the community so like yeah we this is a good win man 3 for 3 good job because this wasn't expected but it was very much needed and uh I, we can only wait to play the full game and hopefully that it delivers now we're going to move on to sports you know this week was kind of big in sports and recently big and then yesterday was pretty big too but I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about the NFL and a little bit about a player that I've kind of dug into a bit only because of the reports and the what people were saying about, you know, our beloved, you know, one of the face of the NFL, the one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. And if you don't know, Aaron Rodgers has been you know gone through all the drama with the Packers. Wanted to be in Green Bay, the front office, the coaches, all the players, and all that. Him being a player guy, a player, a player's player, if you will. Um, <clears throat> but yesterday he had a press conference in Green Bay. And he pretty much let loose of what he was saying, of what was happening within the franchise. He wasn't a big fan of the trades. He wasn't a big big fan of like what the front office was doing on letting players go. Certain players like Jordy Nelson, Charles Woodson, uh, Randall Cobb back in the day uh, now is returning to Green Bay to play with Aaron again. But he wasn't a big fan of it. And he thought that he needed a bit of a, a more of an input because of what he's done and what he's accomplished in Green Bay and the way he said it the way he uh, delivered his message of what he was saying i mean i'm 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 all on board i mean i am i mean like he seems like an actual genuine you know judge of a char- judge of character like he can judge character well that he is you know not full of himself he seems like he really just loves the team and loves his players like he just wants it for the best you know and he didn't hold back he said like you know we let people go that i didn't think that we should have and that's on them, and that's not on me, then it took me a lot of you know, thinking over and what I was going to do this offseason and if I was going to come back because he actually admitted in the press conference that he actually you know, thoroughly thought through that he was going to retire that year. And I think a lot of people thought about that too. Like A lot of people were thinking, like, bro, like even me, like there is no way that Aaron Rodgers would have come back to the Green Bay because this relationship between the two, the franchise and him, It just looked like it was unrepairable. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Like him coming back to Green Bay would have been a miracle, a miracle. And even if he did, he would have been, you know, I would have thought that he would have played like shit on purpose because he just didn't like what they did to him. Like, but I don't know from this last press conference, it seems like he's all better. Like he just, he knows that he wants to win there. He still got the fire to play football. He wants to be a Green Bay Packer for life until he retires, So it just seems like, you know, what if, like, you know, out of the blue, a possibility that he just puts this behind him and just wants to continue to play. But he did say, however, he hinted that he wasn't sure if he was going to continue after this first season back. So, and he joked about, like, you know, how Brett Favre and Bart Starr all kind of, like, retired or was traded after 16 seasons, and now he's going to be going into, you know, season 17. So he's kind of breaking that curse of the Green Bay quarterbacks in a way. And, um... So, but he—it seemed like he was super in in you know in game or in ball, involved with what Green Bay was wanting to do this season, bringing back Matt Lafleur, and Aaron Rodgers, saying that he loves Matt and he's he's a good friend with Matt and he loves his players. He's glad that Randall Cobb is back, and that he was always just you know, a, from what I can tell from the interview from the press conference, that he was always a player's player, that he just cared about it, cared about his players like so much. You know, he wanted the best out of them. He wanted the best for them to get them to Green Bay to help win a championship if they could. And you know what? I'm all for that. I am really all for that because I feel like for a lot of time and a lot of, you know, for a long time, you know, when you think about the NFL, you always say – everybody says, like, it's a business first and then, you know, a team then a sport later. You know what I'm saying? Like, people like to – think that it's just, you know, it's just business when they let players go, when they, you know, trade people, and it is in that fact. But if you got somebody who wants the the franchise to succeed or might have an opinion on the franchise going forward on who they should draft or who they should pick up or who they should trade for, then I think you gotta like also kinda take that person into consideration and who what they what kind of ideas that they have. Even though he doesn't work for the front office or is a GM or executive even though that he he's just a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers like he's been there forever man he's given his time even though he's been paid you know handsomely by the franchise and by Green Bay he's given them so many years of you know success and winning and maybe not so many Super Bowls as they would like with only one but it's like still like he you can tell that the guy cares about that franchise and about the players and the organization so it's like bro like give him a little bit of a more of a chance to say what it is, like say what's happening or give like an opinion of who they should draft maybe because he's not an idiot. He's not just a cog in the machine. He is if, if only the, the, the engine of what makes that team go. I mean, he is the quarterback. He's the one who brings in the receivers who want to play with him, running backs, offenses, Uh, you know, even def- defense, defensive players that want to play with him because they have maybe have a shitty quarterback, so it's like he is one of the bigger attractions in Green Bay. Not the GM, not the executives, not the, you know, the owner. Not them. It's Aaron Rodgers. Come on. Come on. It's it's more of Aaron Rodgers than Matt LaFleur, right? I mean, like, he is one of the bigger attractions to, one to wanting to go play in Green Bay. I mean, think about it. Nobody's going to want to play go to Green Bay to be on, like, you know, for the housing or for the location. I mean, for God's sakes, it's cold there All the time it's it's got a bad it's horrible weather I mean even he said it himself like Green Bay is not a vacation spot it's a place to go play football for the Green Bay Packer fans like I think like Green Bay might have some of like one of the most passionate genuine football fans of all like the entire country like because again it's not like a Miami it's not like a Vegas now it's not like a um, Chicago or New York it's Green Bay for God's sakes their population is like maybe five hundred thousand people, maybe even less. I'll look that up right now. Like, what is Green Bay's population? Green Bay population? It's got to be super, super small. Like, like really small market team. Again, Google is saying one hundred and four thousand people. That was in twenty nineteen. Now it's not current, but it's it can't be much more. I mean, that is a, that is a that is such a. Such a low-populated city for to have a professional football team. That is a small city, my God. So you got to think about it. Who is supporting that team? It is all fans at that point. It's got to be all fans who just love the Green Bay Packers. And like, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be willing to stay there because of his absolute love for the fans and love for the organization, then you got to let him at least have a little bit of input on what's happening with the future of the franchise. You just got to do it. It's silly for you not to think that way. It's it's big brother mentality. Like, oh, you do that. That's, that's your job. You know, you're just a quarterback. You're just a player. Like, come on, man. it's it's. He's been doing this. Again, he's been the face of the Packers for like maybe 13 years, maybe. I know he's had like a 16-year career, but it, he was like on the bench for like the first three years. So like, again, like he's, he's earned it. Like whatever, like you want to like, you know, job position, you want to think that he's... You know, he's just a quarterback. He's not just a quarterback. He should be have a bigger say in what he's, you know, what he can. not And I know that I've been like, I've always been like, you know, it's not your job to give decisions out. It's not your job to give, you know, what they should draft or who they should trade for. I get it. I've said that in the past. But after hearing what he said in the press conference, is like, I mean, he, he kind of deserves it, man. He kind of does. I mean, like, it's just, it's now you think about it, it's just, it's kind of silly of like how, like, they, you know, some teams just like are just, like, I don't know, dysfunctional, I guess you could say. And who knows if he's going to stick around for the next seasons to come, but I mean, I would say that he would possibly. But he also, you know, he might just be done with it after this season. Who knows? If he really loves Green Bay and just wants to be there forever, like, it seems like he does want to, but if the team's going to allow that to happen. If they don't, he's just going to say goodbye. And you know what? I have no problem with that. I really, really don't. So we'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm happy that he came out though and said what he had to say, even though it might've been uncomfortable for Green Bay to let him have that conference and actually rip into what they were doing and like what he did not agree with. I mean, that had to have been like super uncomfortable for them and just like, okay, we're going to take a shot here. But it is our boy. He's going to be the quarterback. We got to be backing him because he's going to play for us. Like, again, he's already committed to this season. He's at training camp. So we can't make him even more mad because there's always that possibility that he could just quit up, straight up and quit. So they just got to be careful with that and just not, you know, piss off Aaron Rodgers. Because as much as you might not like him, you know, whether you're a Bears fan, you just don't like him at all, whatever, you know, you got to respect that what he did was at least genuine and good. You know, he didn't have, again, they had relationship issues with, the you know, the quarterback in the franchise. And he was pretty, from what I can tell from the press conference, he was, you know, trying to work with them. But they just wouldn't work with him. So, I don't know. Props to him. I respect what he did. And I think it's good for football and good for the Packers and good for the fans to see what he what their quarterback had to say. Because, again, the media twisted this up, man. They made him look like such a bad guy, not workable. like wanting to just make it all about himself and it's either his way or what other way but it's like when he was speaking when he was actually giving his story and you could tell he was being fully truthful and real about it this was this was you know this needed to be said this needed to be said and I'm glad he did it because it shines a light on who he actually is who he is and what the media made him to look like and it's just sick and it's disgusting of what they did to him because they got me. <laughs> they really did. I thought he was a a loser, a greedy, just not wanting to wanting to co- cooperate and just bad a bad guy. But you know, I I, I was wrong, and, and I I've been wrong a lot of times on this podcast, and I have no problem with admitting that I'm wrong. Um, but you know, we'll we'll just see what happens with this season because. This is going to be interesting now. I mean, like, he could come back, he could not come back, but we'll see what happens. Moving on, though, moving on. Still on sports, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> what just came down today, what came out today. Um, I got a Bleacher Report app today that actually made my jaw drop, because if you remember last year, in the last episode, we were talking about Dabo Sweeney's comments on the new expanded college football playoff and have it. it's going to be expanded to 12 teams, potentially be even expanded to more teams, maybe 16, maybe 32, who knows. But he's you know worried about the 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 purity and the tradition of college football being like in the certain conferences, the different bowls, you know, the players, what they want to do, do they want this, do they want that, you know, just Again, we've been talking about that, you know, in college football for years and, like, how college football is now going to be having to pay their players. You know, the NCAA is going to have to be giving them, like, I think it was, like, the NIL type of thing. I don't know. They're going to be able to be getting paid now, which is a good thing, by the way, because they actually, you know, make the money. They they bring in the TV revenue. They do it all. Without them, they're not making – the NCAA is not making any money. So good for the players. Anyways, so we were talking about, like – what if like they you know uh, this week was news was breaking out that the Texas and Oklahoma of the big 12 conference want to move to the SEC now if you don't know what the SEC is the SEC is one of my most hated conferences of all time maybe of ever because they're everybody in that conference is ingrained enshrined in college football glory you think about it Alabama uh, LSU. <clears throat> Sorry about that, LSU, uh, Florida. Uh, I'm blanking out. Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, a bunch of like, southeastern teams that have been enshrined in college football, and that those that being like the hub of college football. The Southeast Conference is what it's called, the SEC Southeast Conference. Now, Texas and Oklahoma are one of the bigger schools and bigger programs at the in the Big Twelve and they've wanted to go to the SEC for a while now like they want to be in that that conference they want to make it bigger they want to think that they can make it even better because for one they got notable programs and two they got notable names they got big fan bases like Texas and Oklahoma got huge 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 fan bases and huge people that would follow them wherever they go like whether that be the Big 12 or the SEC so the news that broke today was that Texas and Oklahoma have been invited to join the SEC in 2025. Now, everybody on the SEC board, all the members, all the people on the committee of the SEC, have voted unanimously to invite them to the SEC in 2025. Which only marks, in my opinion, the the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end has happened. You know, back in March or April or whatever it was, we were talking about the European Super League being like this everybody's going to, all the best teams from every country, including England, Spain, Italy, we're all going to be competing in this Super League. Well, my friends, this is kind of what's going to be happening now in the SEC. This SEC has now become the college football Super League. Now, you'll say, Alex, Texas is not that good. True, they're not that good. But give them time in the SEC, with that SEC money and that SEC conference, you know, program that's going to be in the SEC... They will eventually, you know, get better, get better recruits, and they will be a powerhouse in the SEC with time. It will happen. It will happen. Now, everybody's going to think, what's going to happen now? They've been invited. Will they accept? Absolutely, they will accept. They might have wanted to be in it sooner than later, but it's going to happen anyway, and what is that going to do? It's going to open up opportunities for other schools to probably even be invited to be in the SEC as well. Sooner or later, you're going to see Ohio State's going to enter it. Maybe Clemson. Maybe Florida State. They're going to be in it too. It's all going to happen. And what's that going to do with the other conferences? They are going to die. Like, if you think about the Big 12, without Texas, without Oklahoma, they will die. They're going to die. It's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Again, this is the beginning of the end. This is it. With this news, college football is going to be changed forever. It's over. It's pretty much over, (laughs) if you think about it. Like, there is no way for one that they're going to deny this offer. They're being invited, unanimously. It's 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 actually over. Like, nobody's going to watch the Big Twelve. Nobody's going to watch the if it comes to it, the Big Ten. And nobody's going to watch ACC if that happens too. Like if Clemson and, and, and uh, Ohio State come in, it's it's over. It, it's over. It's just going to be one big, with the 14 teams that they have now, right, in the SEC, they're going to add two more, which is going to be 16. They're, I, I can guarantee you this. They are going to try to make the NFL version of college football. They will try, and I believe that's going to happen very, very quickly, right? It's just, it's unbelievable. And what's going to happen is that the smaller schools, the, 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 uh, the Michigan, the Wisconsin, you know, not not as notable in football as, you know, Alabama or Clemson, they're just not going to be as popular. And you know what? Maybe that's just going to cause an even bigger divide, What if the Pac-12 makes a bid for, like, Nebraska? What if they make a bid for Ohio State? Because there was some rumors back in a couple years ago that Texas was going to go play in the Pac-12, you know, with USC and UCLA and Cal and Oregon and Oregon State. What's going to happen there? Also, they're leaving behind uh, Texas and Oklahoma. They're leaving behind Baylor and Oklahoma State. Those schools are going to be either absorbed by another conference or they're just going to die out. So this is shaking up a lot of things. What's going to happen? Are people going to be mad? Are fans going to be mad? Not nah, Texas or Oklahoma fans, not for sure. I, I, I doubt it. I mean, they're going to be like, yeah, we want to be in there forever. And everybody's going to be saying, like, they're not going to get that good enough. They're not going to be that good. Trust me, they will get better. It's going to happen. It's just it's bound to happen. But it's just going to be whenever that does happen, you know. So sad news, uh, in my opinion. Sad news. College football is dead, from what I can tell. It's it's dead. I mean, unless they revolt this and and stop it, it's 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 only the beginning of the end. It's just going to happen. I mean, I don't know, like what you could do, like to stop it. The money again, it always wins in these situations. It's never going to be changed. It's never going to go the other way. Unless the fans actually speak up and say, no, we like the Big 12. We want to be in the Big 12. We want to win the Big 12. We want to make the Big 12 better. I mean, until that happens, it's just not going to happen. The SEC is going to win the most hated, in my opinion, the most hated college football conference of all time. Because you know what? They always win everything. And it just gets annoying. And it's going to be annoying even more because now what's going to happen? Texas and Oklahoma go. It's going to be like, now they're in the mix. They could possibly win. What's going to win the national championship? Another SEC team, another SEC team who gives a fuck now who gives a shit. If Ohio state is like, we want to be in the SEC too. Like, and we've got a problem. Then it is over. It will be officially over. So mark my words, people. Today is only the beginning of the end. It's a sad day, really, in sports. Because, say what you want about the NFL. Business, not really pure enough. Money, teams suck. Some teams just never get better. They never get good. They tank. You know, they 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 make stupid trades. They make a fool out of themselves, make a mockery. They do stupid shit. Yeah, sure, whatever. But it's always been that way, though. It's always kind of been that way, as far as you can remember, how the NFL, MLB, <clears throat> professional sports were. Now that players are getting paid in college, now that it's a bigger business, and everybody knows that the NCAA has been fucking keeping that money to do whatever they want with it. Now they kind of put it, got to put it into use and make bigger conferences, bring in other uh, programs, schools. <coughs> They're going to make it more professional. Sooner or later, you're going to see who's going to perform better, the fucking college Super League or the NFL. Who's going to get more ratings? Who's going to want to watch um, every Sunday or every Saturday Texas versus Alabama? What's going to win, that? Or is it going to be the Jets versus the Jaguars? What's going to perform better? It's all money. And it's going to kill the purity of college football. It's just going to happen. And we just got to suck up with it. Because Or that or we just revolt. Because it's happening. And this is only the beginning of the end. It's going to change forever. The question is, are we going to be ready for it? I mean, we'll see. It could actually be good. But it could be... At the same time, bad. Very, very bad. So, I mean, like, it's going to be crazy. It's wild. It's a wild time. The beginning of the end. Just get ready, though. Don't be taken aback when it happens. Just remember that it's already been pretty much set in motion. It's only going to get bigger. The SEC will soon be 20, 25, 30, 32 teams guaranteed. Because once you kill those other conferences, shit, I mean, why even compete, right? You're not going to get the best recruits. You're not going to get the best players. Not going to get a better bowl. Not going to get a lot of money. Why even continue then? You're going to kill every other lower class school. It's over. It really is over. You think about it. Because it's only going to get bigger. That's where I'm going to end today. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for watching. Again, if you've been listening on Apple Podcasts, i got to ask you, real quick, bear with me for a bit of a, for a minute. Like, or not like, I would appreciate it if you would review and rate the podcast. I would love to. I would love to see some feedback and some suggestions, a little bit of a rating. No, I'm doing a good job or if I'm not doing doing a great job. I don't know. We'll see. I want to see your feedback on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, it's on YouTube as well. Intelligent More with Alex Silva is on YouTube every Thursday. Like it. Comment. Subscribe, maybe. Show your boy some appreciation if you care. If you don't, don't. Um, But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you guys next week.